This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Hello, Cindy. It's so great to have you on my show today. How are you? Hi. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm good. <laughs> yes. Good, good. So you've been a lifelong disability. Oh, that's so great. That's great. Um, so, Cindy, you have been a lifelong disability advocate even before your 14-year-old daughter had a spinal cord injury. Um, so you directed a nonprofit and managed group homes. The second edition of your memoir launched in De December of 2022 is called Just Keep Swimming, A Crash, A Quest, and Waves of Hope. And you also mentioned that you struggled with depression um, as you shared your extraordinary adventures with your daughter. So, so tell us a little bit about that um, in terms of, first of all, I want to know, like, what led you up to um, writing your, your memoir? And then talk about a little bit about what happened with your daughter as well. Sure. Well, my memoir starts with a story you hope you never have to tell, you know, a car accident and a tragedy yet you know uh for years after that accident i couldn't think about i could hardly talk about it let alone write about it so it was an it was a strange thing after the 10-year anniversary of the accident I suddenly felt compelled to write about it. I didn't have a choice not to write about it, to share the story. So that's been my focus uh, since that 10-year anniversary, eight years writing the book. And the first edition was published in 2019. The publisher went out of business. And the second edition just came out last month. And, and to give you a um, kind of a nutshell of the story, not a typical tragedy to triumph story. Okay. In fact, it's it's a little unusual in quite a few different ways that when I do podcasts, I've had podcast hosts say, "Oh, that's a 
really interesting plot, you know, for a fiction book. And I said, well, no, this is not fiction. Um, so it, the, the main part of my story starts uh, with the car accident. I fell asleep at the wheel. Mm. We were driving back from my son's college concert. My two daughters were in the car. And late at night, long drive, about midnight, uh, you know, I, I couldn't keep my eyes open. And uh, when I woke up, my youngest daughter was paralyzed from the chest down with a spinal cord injury in the neck, quadriplegic. So in just seconds, you know, I went from having a daughter who could walk to one who couldn't. And the, what really pressed on me at the time was I felt like it was entirely my fault. How could you not feel that way, so right, as a mom? <laughs> right, I mean, right, and it, right, and it's also at the same time dealing with something you hope a child of yours never has to go through, you know, suddenly losing their independence at 14 years old. Elizabeth was uh, very active, uh, a shy 14-year-old, and we were very, very fortunate that somehow, and even Beth can't really tell you how, but even the night of the accident, she's telling me, I'm okay, mom. Everything's going to be okay. And she really believed it. Wow. Now, at the time, I was the opposite. I felt sure nothing was ever going to be okay again. So we start out like this. And this 14-year-old girl somehow figures out how to accept this catastrophic injury and accept it and then turn that switch to well, what what do I do next to be as independent as possible and she's saying this when she can't move at all in the bed which is typical after an injury like hers later she would be able to move she's paralyzed from the chest down she can move her arms she can use her hands but she doesn't have any individual finger function um, which creates another whole huge challenge but as we were going through this as a family and um, just both beth and i were really struggling. I obviously was focused on her and supporting her. She was struggling with the physical part and I was struggling with the mental. I had been diagnosed with depression for years before that, but this accident just tipped me over and you know, to a place I had never been before. Part of the reason that I'm sharing my story is I've met, I'm a mentor for other moms of kids with spinal cord injuries and also other people who have experienced big changes in their life. And I think it's important for people to know they're not alone. Things will get better, even though you can't see it at the time at all. And that there is hope. 
mm. even when you can't see it. Wow. That's such a tragic story. And thank you so much for sharing that because I, I could hear it in your voice that it's not to this day, it's still not easy to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Parts, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't even imagine as a mom myself, that that is your worst nightmare come true that to having exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how is she today and how is, how have the past 10 years been since the accident? (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the story. Okay, (laughs) great. Because, because of her, Yep. Because of her focus on moving forward and being more independent, just months after her injury, she's telling the therapists and family, well, I'm going to keep working till I'm completely independent. Well, she's a C6-7 quad, injuries in the neck, and it's complete motor paralysis. So she doesn't have any movement in her legs. You know, she can't move her fingers individually. So the doctors, the therapists, everyone in our family, I mean, we wanted to believe her, but no one could see it happening. Yeah. But she is an extremely persistent, dedicated, uh, um, determined young lady. And along the way, so much serendipity started happening. We called Beth a serendipity magnet. Um, And just to give you one quick example of that, I can tell you um, two years after her injury, she went to the wheelchair games with her friends in a spinal cord injury group. She had a a big group of teenagers in the group and they all, encouraged her to sign up for all the sports, even swimming. Now, Beth loved the water after her accident. She wasn't a swimmer before the accident, but she loved the freedom of movement. And she would float on her back, which in itself took her weeks to figure out, and move her arms slowly underwater to stay afloat. So she goes to the wheelchair games and can't really swim, but she's in the water by herself and going back and forth. And we just happened to meet uh, a national team coach with the U.S. Paralympics and his wife, who also is a Paralympic swimmer. And they're telling my daughter, she's 16 at the time, oh, one month from now in Seattle, we're in Michigan at the time, one month from now in Seattle, you need to be there. You need to go to this big national swim meet and see what's possible. Now, it it was really kind of crazy. Um, We didn't know anything about swimming and the whole, we had a, well, for those swim mom and dads out there, you know, I mean, even just, joining USA Swimming and getting qualifying time. It was just a really crazy month getting ready, and we went. And we go to this huge meet, this big pool. There's teams from eight or nine countries, and you feel an immediate acceptance of disability. There's people with every kind of disability. There's prosthetic limbs propped against the bleachers. There's 
just a really amazingly wonderful environment. So long story short, my daughter decides that she's going to learn to swim. She's going to work with a swim coach and she decides in a year she's going to swim all the strokes and that she's going to be fast enough to make finals at the next meet. And she does, wow. <laughs> which was really crazy. Um, I'm going to skip ahead because I know I'm, I'm, I can talk about this for hours, but that, the, her love of swimming took us so many places. She was on the U.S. Paralympic national team for five years. Not immediately. <laughs> she had to get, she had to get good. Um, but, you know, her legs drag, her hands can't cup the water, but she's doing it. So she travels the world with the U.S. Paralympic team for five years. And three of those, she was the first member on the Harvard women's swimming and diving team with a visible disability. Wow. And what an experience. And even just going to Harvard, you know, we lived in a small town in Ohio. My other kids went to colleges in Ohio. It was not on our radar, but um, that's kind of another whole story how she ended up applying there. But there's so many different things in the book. It's not just about swimming. Um, she's also, you know, like I mentioned that serendipity uh, carried us so many places. And I was lucky to share those first four years with her. I was right there with all of it. It was wonderful. And that's what I write about. I, I wanted her to write it. And that was my first thought. Well, you need to write your story. And she said, oh, no way. <laughs> she was not interested at all. And I'm glad that I went ahead and wrote our shared story, what we shared, because we've talked about it and her book would be completely different. I mean, the facts and the places and the times, of course, would be all the same. But things like taking two years, trying every day to put her hair up in a ponytail with fingers that don't work, but not giving up, trying every day, and after two years, she can do it. And she has a video on YouTube where she can show other people how to do it. So there's, wow. this has also been an advocacy experience also. Yeah. Wow. That's just incredible. And, and it's such a great reminder for all the listeners out there to, you know, not to, you know, not to take anything for granted. You know, because not only is life so short, but we do take for granted, like how important our fingers are and how simple it is to put your hair up in a ponytail right. for everyone else. Right. Wow. So mm -hmm. that's incredible. So how have you been through all of this? And what, what would you say if there's anybody out there yes. who's going through <laughs> a difficult situation, what, what are some things that people can do to help them? you know, should they be encountering something that, you know, a mountain that seems too high to climb? Like, right. what advice can you right. give, right? Because, yeah, the mountain may be too high to climb, and it seemed like that. But, and yet, your daughter went to Harvard and swam 
for five years on mm -hmm. a national Paralympic. Paralympics. It is the Paralympics. Mm -hmm. Okay. For, for yeah. USA. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yes. really incredible. And so what advice right. can you give to the right. listeners? Yeah. I mean, my number one, what I hope people take away from my story, the number one thing is to ask for help when you need it. I did not. I, I couldn't, or I felt like I couldn't at the time, but I wish someone had convinced me to ask for help anyway. Um, I waited way too long and uh, incredibly difficult, you know, not just um, the mental health aspect, but it affects the physical too. Yeah. And um, I was working so hard to hide it because I didn't, you know, I felt like I had let down everyone I loved, you know, with this uh, mistake I made. And I didn't want to add to anybody's worry. Everybody was already worried about Beth. So, yeah, ask for help. And if you don't get the help you need, keep asking. Um, get professional help. If the professional help isn't helping, get new professional help. Keep asking. Get the help you need. And even when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, something I learned from my daughter and from all the amazing people we've met in the disability community is, um, you know, hope is just an incredibly powerful thing. And if you never give up, I really believe hope wins. I love that. So many people that um, are out there to uh, support you, you know, reach out to people. And I think that's a really important, um, what I hope is the takeaway <laughs> for my story. Well, I love that, that hope is an, it is an incredibly powerful thing. And if you never give up, hope wins. Right. Yep. So the big yep. message there. Just for anyone in life, no matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Just keep your faith. Keep the hope. Yes. Well, and the title of my new memoir is Just Keep Swimming. And in many ways, I think that really fits the book. Um, I think if I, you know, if I could add uh, another subtitle to the book, it would be, and ask for help when you need it. <laughs> right. But my publisher didn't like that. But um, yeah, uh, right. You know, we're moving forward and, you know, there's so many wonderful things ahead. You know, don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and asking for help is really hard. And I think, especially for women, mm -hmm. when... Yes we're so good at managing the household at, you know, getting the kids to their activities and many, you know, moms have a job. So you manage your job, you do all mm -hmm. of this stuff. Right. And, and we don't take care of ourselves. Yes. Oh, exactly. I'm, yeah. I um, apologize to the moms that I mentor sometimes the moms with kids with spinal cord injuries. I have several that I keep in touch with. And, and, you know, 
they know every once in a while, I'm just going to come at them with self-care, self-care, self-care. Okay, what are you doing for yourself today? <laughs> and, um, but it is important and it's easy to forget when you get so busy. And especially if you're dealing with uh, medical things or uh, it, people are dealing with so many things, all of these things, it's hard to, it's hard to take care of ourselves. I was going to mention too, uh, you had asked about Beth today. Yeah. Um, you know, her story just continues to be incredible. Um, she's a partner now at a big law firm in DC and she focuses on healthcare and she, she loves it. She does all her pro bono work with disability nonprofits and she's very much an advocate and a mentor also. She's very involved with the disability community and we're both really committed to giving back because we've gained so much from that community. And in fact, you know, so much that Beth will even say, I, you know, if I had the opportunity to go back and change the night of the accident, she wouldn't. And that's pretty amazing. Uh, but if Whoa. you know her, and if you read the book and kind of get a glimpse into who she is, you'll believe it. She contributes all kinds of media quotes and writings to my book to kind of try to show things from her point of view, um, which often was very different than mine at the time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can imagine. So she obviously went from Harvard on to law school. Yep, Stanford. She went to Stanford Law. Wow. <laughs> yes. And now she's in D.C. Yeah, big firm, um, just made partner. She moved into her corner office. She's married. And um, yeah, lots of good news coming up. In fact, there's something I'm tempted to say, but I'm not allowed to say yet. But I have a Just Keep Swimming newsletter. That's once a month in the beginning of the month. And if you go to my website, cindycolby.com, you just sign up for the newsletter with your first name and your email address. And there's some more really good news in Best Life that I'll be able to share that first week of the oh, that's, in, that's, <laughs> such a, that's so incredible. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, it's hard to wrap your head around that she says she wouldn't take, wouldn't change a thing. Right, right. And a big part of that is all the people that she's met, the experiences she's had. I mean, she was on the floor of the Senate for the stem cell debate with John Kerry and wow. he, Senator, when he was a Senator and uh, he wrote her into his speech I and mean, she's had amazing experiences all over the world and she still travels a lot around the world. Is she still uh, swimming? Yes, yeah, still swimming. Oh, definitely. Her and her husband love to swim. She visited over Christmas, and one day we went over to the Y. And I love to watch her swim. It's amazing. If you want to see some incredible footage of someone swimming with uh, paralyzed from the chest down, limited arm function, no finger function to speak of. She has one finger. She can move a tiny bit. It's amazing to watch her forward freestyle. I, I have some videos on my YouTube channel, Just Keep Swimming. Um, wow. And uh, she would do the full practices with the Harvard team. She has amazing stamina. <laughs> that is 
so incredible. And, you know, I'd love to have your daughter on as a guest someday and she can tell her story mm-hmm. to the listeners directly. And uh, wow. Right. I just feel so it's- fortunate to, to have been a team with her and to still be a big part of her life. You know, our story still leads together. We don't live together. I, I live near Boston. She's in D.C., but we make a point to keep in touch and we're, we'll always be close. Of course. <laughs> Is there anything else, Cindy, that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap it up today? Um, sure. If you get a chance, uh, check out my website, cindycolby.com. My last name is a strange spelling. It's K-O-L-B-E, cindycolby.com. You can also uh, find me with Just Keep Swimming, the book. Um, on my website, you know, you have the opportunity if you're interested in the Just Keep Swimming newsletter, you could learn more about my book. And I'd love to hear from you. The, the best part of this whole journey for me with the writing and the book, the first edition, now the second edition, is uh, just the people we've met. It's great. Yeah. So I do, I do love to hear from readers. That's awesome. Cindy, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for your vulnerabil- vulnerability and sharing the story with the audience because it is, it's extremely uplifting and I know that people will really benefit from it. So thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for having me. I enjoy your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone who's tuned in today. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.